You are listening to the Shopify Solutions Podcast, a podcast for Shopify store owners that brings you concrete examples on how to build and grow your e-commerce business. My name is Scott Austin, and I have an e-commerce agency named Jade Puma. In this podcast, I'll share my e-commerce insights and best practices with you. Hello, Scott Austin here. This episode marks the one-year anniversary of the Shopify Solutions Podcast. I want to thank everyone that has helped me make the podcast so successful. I'm amazed by the number of downloads each episode gets and how many countries the podcast has reached. Of course, most of the downloads come from the English-speaking countries, but I love seeing countries like Bangladesh and Algeria listening to the podcast. I do have a favor to ask of you at this time, and that is for you to submit a review of the podcast so that others can find it. I'll leave a link in the show notes to help you leave a review. Thanks for that. Now, the format for this episode is going to be a bit different. Usually, I cover one topic per episode. For this episode, I'm going to cover several small topics. Let's dig in. The first thing I want to discuss is some of the recent improvements to Shopify. Shopify is a hosted solution, which is also referred to as SaaS, which is an acronym that stands for Software as a Service. What this means is that Shopify runs and manages the servers that your store runs on. Way back in the history of e-commerce, like in 2005, if you were running an online store, you had to run it on your own servers, which made the whole thing much more complex. Now, there are a lot of advantages to a hosted solution. And one of those is that Shopify can add new features to their service easily. And they do this all the time. In fact, Shopify has rolled out 12 new releases in the past month. They are constantly improving things. You may notice quite often that when you log into your Shopify admin, that things look different. Your eyes do not deceive you. It just means that Shopify has deployed a new release to their servers. Shopify provides a change log where they detail out all of their improvements. I've included a link to it in the show notes if you want to stay on top of improvements as they come out. Now let's talk about some of the recent improvements so that you're aware of them and can see if there are any that you want to take advantage of. First off, there are new views in the Shopify admin for products, customers, marketing, orders, and gift cards. So yes, those pages do look and behave a little differently from what you're used to. Most of the changes are pretty intuitive. I like how there are now more ways to filter in some of these views, especially products. So it's now easier to get your product selection down to a desired group and then do batch changes to the set because the new filters let you slice and dice in many new ways. There's also new options when duplicating a product on what to copy from the original product to the copy. So now you can specify whether or not to copy images, SKUs, barcodes, quantities, and availability. The SKUs is really helpful. In the past, when you copied a product, the copy process just iterated on the SKU. So if the SKU was hat 3, the copied product SKU would be hat 4, which meant the product had inaccurate data. Now you can choose to not copy the SKU, and it'll be left blank, which is a good reminder that you need to enter it in. The next one is a new feature in the admin, and that is you can set a social media image. Some themes also allow you to do this, but now every store has this in the Shopify admin. What is a social media image? Well, whenever we add a page link on a social post, like a Facebook post or a Twitter tweet, 
the social media platforms get some information about that page and adds it to the post. That information can include an image, title, and description. Now, Shopify and Themes are already set up to tell social media what images to use for most types of pages, like the article image for a blog post or the collection image for a collection. But not every page in a Shopify store will have an image for social media to pull. So this social media image is the one that will be used across the site for those times when a page-specific image is not available. So you should make this image generic for your whole site. I recommend making an image from your logo in the recommended size, which is 1200 by 628 pixels. The image is set in the Shopify admin under sales channels, online store, preferences, and in a section on that page called social sharing image. Another new feature takes place in the checkout process, and that is that you can separate out your shipping methods and your pickup options if you offer pickup. In the past, I would create shipping options for in-store pickup and assign them a zero cost. And the customer would see one list that included delivery and pickup options. Now there are tabs for pickup and delivery, so it's easier for customers to understand their options. The pickup is tied to your Shopify locations, which you are already using for fulfillment. And the thing that I like about this new method the most is that it adds a notification step to the customer for pickups. When you get a pickup order, you'll be able to process the order and then send a notification to the customer when it is ready for pickup. And then you'll be able to mark it as picked up in your Shopify admin when the customer does the in-store pickup. So it's easier for you and your store staff to track pickup orders through their phases of fulfillment of ordered, ready for pickup, and picked up. Now the last two Shopify improvements aren't new features but they are new free price points. And I assume that both are a response to the coronavirus, so I don't know if they will be permanent or not. The first one is that gift cards are now available on the Shopify basic plan. I did a whole episode on gift cards in the past. I'll include a link to it in the show notes for those of you that are on the Shopify basic plan and want to take advantage of gift cards. The second is that Google shopping listings are now free in the U.S. with the free price rolling out to other markets over the rest of the year. To enable this, add the Google Shopping app to your store and go through the setup process. I've included a link to the app in the show notes. This is something that every store should take advantage of if they are not already. That's because this app will get products showing up in the shopping tab of Google search results. So that's it for this round of Shopify improvements. Next, I want to move on to two tools that you can use for building trust. And better trust means better conversion. The first one is email. Some stores, especially new or small ones, don't yet have an email address that is connected to the store's domain. Instead, they use a free Gmail account or another free email provider. Or they combine everything under one email address. So here's my recommendation. If you do not have an email address with your domain, sign up for a Google G Suite account. It's only $5 per month for an account, and it helps your business look more legit. If you, as a customer, get an email from acnecorp.com, would you think more highly of the company if the email came from stevethekitesurfer at gmail.com 
or steve at acmecorp.com. Of course, the email from steve at acmecorp.com provides more trust. It's one more sign that this company means business and is in it for the long haul. Now here's two hacks with G Suite that you can use to get the most out of it. Hack number one. One Gmail account can support multiple domains. For example, my agency has a website at jadepuma.com, and this podcast has a website at shopifysolutionspodcast.com. Now, my email with both of those domains is one G Suite account. So if you send an email to scott at jadepuma.com or scott at shopifysolutionspodcast.com, they both go to the same email account. So if you have more than one Shopify store, you can support them under a single G Suite account if that makes sense for you. Hack number two. In G Suite, each account you create gets charged the monthly fee, and you'll probably want a different account for each member of your team. But you can add an unlimited number of distribution groups for free. Jade Puma is a one-person agency. It's just me. I don't know how many different at jadepuma.com email addresses I put out there, but it's a ton. So I have a lot of unique email addresses that I use, like hello at jadepuma.com, invoices at jadepuma.com, and support at jadepuma.com. Those addresses are distribution groups, and I get all of them included in the single account that I pay for. And the benefits for using distribution groups instead of a person's account are twofold. Benefit number one you can change who the email goes to as people and roles change over time. Benefit number two, you can set up rules based on distribution list names to help manage your email. For example, I have a distribution list that I use when creating an account at a questionable site. Let's just say it's junk at jadepuma.com. I then have a rule that automatically archives all emails sent to junk at jadepuma.com is I know anything coming to that email address is not of interest to me. So that's email from G Suite, which does come with a monthly fee. The next tool is also from Google, and this one is free. Here's the scenario. One thing a store can do to build trust is to publish a phone number on its website. But many smaller businesses, especially online ones, don't have a dedicated phone line anymore. Everyone just uses their mobile phone but no one wants to publish their mobile phone number on the web. Instead, go to Google Voice, I'll have a link in the show notes, and sign up for a personal account. That will give you a phone number for free. That's a phone number, not a phone. Then you'll be able to manage that number any way you want. You can have all calls go to voicemail. Google will even transcribe the call to text and send it to you in an email which makes it really easy to see what the call was about. Or you can answer calls on your computer. Or you can add an app to your phone and answer it there. This also means that you can transfer responsibility of answering or responding to phone calls amongst members of your team as needed. It's a powerful and free way to build trust and engage with your customers. That's it for this episode. Thanks for a great first year with this podcast. And please remember to leave a review of the podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Shopify Solutions Podcast with Scott Austin. This podcast is brought to you by Jade Puma, a full-service agency focused on Shopify. If you like what you heard, please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you have a question or a comment, 
please send an email to scott at jadepuma.com.